Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. I am really excited about today's topic that we're going to dive in today because it is something that we commonly get questions about. And then I also feel like people have a lot of anxiety around marketing the fact that they're a sustainable brand or they've recently taken action to become more environmentally friendly. So today we're going to dive into if you are a truly sustainable and environmentally friendly brand that is genuinely doing good in the world, how are you able to communicate your efforts and really stand apart from brands that are just greenwashing? Again, like I talked about, this is something we commonly get asked and it is part of the sustainability consulting services we offer. But that being said, I'm going to give you some free advice today because it is something that I think is really important to talk about. To kick things off, let's talk about the term greenwashing because I just mentioned that and I want to make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to what that means. Greenwashing is essentially providing misleading information about how products are more sustainable than they really are. And the reason why a lot of companies do that is because there is a bit of a sustainability movement, if you will, right now, where people are starting to care more about the materials in their clothes and how they were manufactured and all of the behind the scenes about the clothing or even just the products and services that they are purchasing. And so sometimes companies will essentially just lie or provide misleading information about how sustainable it is when in fact it's probably not. And because there is a bit of a sustainability movement going on right now and more and more people care about it, there's some brands that would rather be lazy, do nothing, and just promote and market and pretend that they are doing more than they already are, which is highly unfair because there's actually brands that are genuinely doing good in the world. And you might be a brand that's like this. And so it can be easy sometimes when you promote your efforts and consumers will then think that you might be greenwashing as well. So there's a little bit of damned if you do and damned if you don't. And there's a bit of sensitivity around how you promote the fact that you're doing sustainable efforts or you're trying. And sometimes, again, I think a lot of founders have a bit of anxiety around how you communicate this and how do you talk to your customers about it. And at the same time, you might not feel you're 100% there yet and you're not 100% the eco-friendliest brand that you could possibly be, and you might not be where you want to be at, and I'm here to tell you that that's okay. A huge caveat I always tell every brand that we work with when it comes to sustainability consulting is that you do not need to do everything perfectly from the get-go. And in fact, it's okay if you're not at that 110% sustainability level that you want to be at, so long as you are taking steps to get there. I think it's really unrealistic to expect that your brand, especially if you're a smaller brand and you don't have all the resources and budget in the world, with that kind of caveat and with that lens, I think it's unrealistic to expect that 
you know, you're going to work on this for a couple months and all of a sudden you're going to be the most sustainable brand that you've ever wanted to be. I think it's something that you're going to slowly get to. And it's something where you need to sit down and figure out your sustainability values and what you really want to stand for and what your priorities are, right? Because like anything else in your business, there's a slew of things you could do and there's a never ending to-do list, but you need to prioritize and think about what are the most important things you want to get down first. And then you can kind of slowly chip away and start to work towards being 110% sustainable. So this is all to say that again, you do not need to be 110% sustainable right from the get-go. It is something that you should want to work towards and something you can continue to iterate and improve on. That being said, I did want to give you some tips if you are thinking about how you can communicate your sustainability efforts. But before I get into my tips, I do want to emphasize that I'm going to be providing you an overview. And the reason why is because if you don't have a fashion background or a sustainability background, I think it's still really important to consult experts to ensure that you are doing this properly. Again, this is not just me trying to plug our services. Like you don't have to necessarily work with us. You can work with anyone you want to. But I always think it's good to say that you should do your own research and you should know your own values and you should know what you want to achieve with your company 100%. But then it's also really important to consult experts in the field as well just to double check and ensure that you are doing things properly so that you don't spread false information and so that you don't mislead your customers and so that you don't accidentally play into this greenwashing phenomenon, right? Like I, I kind of call it a greenwashing phenomenon because a lot of brands are starting to do this. So I know even if you have good intentions, you, you could still potentially play into that. So it's really important to get an expert's opinion. Okay, with that being said, and with that gotten over with, let's dive into some of the steps and an overview of how you can start to communicate your sustainability efforts. And remember, this is just a starting point. I think this will give you some really good food for thought. And then I would recommend you engage experts, either us or someone else to help you validate and help you really execute this in a really seamless manner. So the first thing you really want to get clear on is your sustainability strategy and your values. Like anything in your business, you want to make sure you have your strategy down pat before you execute. When you're deciding your sustainability strategies and values, I think it's really important to identify what is important to you as a founder or as the co-founders of the brand. And also, what is really important to your brand and what does your brand stand for? For instance, is your brand really, really looking to reduce your carbon emissions? Or is it textile waste that your brand really cares about? Or is it the whole plastics problem? Or is it ethical manufacturing and making sure all your workers get a living and fair wage? There's so many different issues when it comes to fashion that you could be focusing on. And I think a lot of brands sometimes want to do everything under the sun. And while I know it comes from a good place, it's not often very realistic when you're trying to execute it. Because, for example, if you were to say that you really care about carbons and you care about energy reduction and you also care about plastics, then you might have a hard time maybe looking at a recycled polyester material because that takes a lot of energy to break down. And it also uses plastics and it also uses a lot of um, waste at the end of the life, right? Because it's going to rot in the landfill for years and years to come. 
So sometimes if you have so many things you care about, it can make it really, really hard to move forward on any business decisions. And so that's why I say it's important for you to prioritize which ones are your top sustainability must-haves when it comes to your values. And then that way, you know that when you're choosing materials or when you're choosing production partners, or even when you're choosing product packaging, what is going to be the best thing that's aligned with your company's values and your sustainability strategy? And then if anyone ever questions you about why you decided to choose the certain material or why you decided to go with this product packaging, you have a really clear explanation that you can give back to them too. And I feel like having a really solid sustainability strategy and a really aligned look at what your priorities are for you as a founder and as a brand can be really, really helpful and also just addressing any backlash that you may get. And I'm not saying that you're going to get backlash, but I'm just saying that it can be really helpful to explain to your customers and then also to explain to anyone on your team about why you come to the decisions that you come to. After you've solidified your sustainability strategy and your values, when you start to execute to it and when you start to slowly communicate it to your team, and to your internal stakeholders and to maybe your production partners and then eventually to your customers, I think it's really important to be very authentic and transparent throughout this whole process. Let me break down what that actually means. When it comes to authenticity, it's really important to do things that are aligned with your brand and with your brand's values. When you're also executing and communicating whatever your strategy is going to be, You also want to make sure it's in a tone of voice that is aligned with your brand. That means that if you are a very fun and sarcastic and cheeky brand, then you can communicate your sustainability strategies and efforts in that manner as well. I think that sometimes there's a bit of disconnect and people think that the sustainability strategy has to be super serious and super scientific and Um, Not boring, but, you know, kind of borderline on boring because you want to be very corporate, if, if you know what I mean, and you want to be really serious when communicating it. But if that's not your brand, then sometimes your customer can read that and it can feel really disconnected. And it can almost feel like you hired a bunch of external consultants to come in and whip up the strategy and now they're they're posting about it and it's not even coming from you as a brand or you as a founder. So again, I think it's really important to execute authentically and do it in a way where you're able to really reassure your customers that this is coming from us directly and this is something that we genuinely care about. That being said, if your brand is very serious and it is very scientific, then you should communicate your sustainability strategy and your efforts as such. But if it's not your brand and that's not who you are, then don't do that. Building more on the transparency front, like I said at the very beginning, if you're not 100% sustainable or 100% perfect when it comes to your sustainability strategy, that is okay, right? Like everyone starts from zero and they slowly work their way up. And I think communicating that to your customers is very important as well. You want to be transparent in you and your brand's journey about where you're at And if you're not as sustainable as you want to be, tell your customers. And I think it's really effective when a company can be transparent with their customers and tell them, hey, look, this is the resources we have on our team right now. These are the budgets we have right now that we're working with. 
And with the resources we have on our team and the budgets we have, this is what we've committed to. And we've committed to X, Y, and Z. And the reason why we've done that is because our values are, you know, A, B, and C. And then this is what we're currently doing. And then you can also forward look and tell your customers what you're planning to do as well. And essentially what you're doing is just outlining what you're currently doing and what your starting point is. And then you can take them into the future around one year, what we aim to do, and then two years, and then maybe five years and create that roadmap so that they can be with you along the journey, which is very exciting as a customer. But then they can also understand that, again, you're not at 100% and that's okay, but you're actively taking the steps to get there. I did want to call something out, though, about the sustainability plan, timeline, and roadmap. I think there's a lot of brands that are very ambitious when they create this and they sign themselves up for all these things they're going to do. And while that's amazing, I also think it's really important to be realistic and really take a hard look at the roadmap and the plan you're developing and actually think about if you can achieve this. It's actually more harmful to be overly ambitious and cram a million things into a five-year goal because then sometimes it can be not reviewed your internal team can get really unmotivated because year after year, you're just not able to achieve anything. And then the plan that you've made public and you've committed to, all of a sudden, you end up taking it down on your website five years later and you've not accomplished it. And then your customers also lose a bit of trust with you. So it's really important to be realistic when it comes to developing your plan. From experience, when we've started working this year and last year with bigger brands that want to become more sustainable and they create all of these corporate social responsibility reports and these public facing reports, this is something we work a lot with them on, just the back and forth around what that roadmap looks like and what is actually realistic, right? We're not saying that we want you to just pick a couple things and then be satisfied with that. We're not telling you to underachieve. But what ends up happening more often than not is people get really excited, they pick way too many things, and they sign themselves up for way too many things without taking into account their team's resources and what they have bandwidth for, and also what their budgets actually look like. So it's really important to think about that realistically and then look at it from that lens, because as I've just outlined, it's, it can be really detrimental to be too overly ambitious and not accomplish your sustainability roadmap. Okay, so we talked about having a sustainability strategy and values. We talked about communicating and executing it authentically that is aligned with your brand. And then if you're not perfect yet, that's okay. Just be transparent about where you're at and what you're hoping to do and where you're hoping to go. Another thing that can be really, really powerful when it comes to marketing your sustainability efforts and not coming across as greenwashing is proof. And whenever possible, if you can provide proof in terms of metrics and also certifications, that can be really, really powerful. Because the epitome of greenwashing right now is when you go on a brand's website and they just have the word sustainable or green or eco-friendly or environmentally friendly just splashed everywhere on their homepage or their about page or whatever it is. And then the kicker is always when you 
look on their product pages, look at the materials, and it's made out of like polyester or it's made out of all this stuff. And when you try to figure out where they're being produced and if they're using great factories, there's not a lot of information and it all just looks a little bit sketchy. And so you can say, you know, you're sustainable too and you can genuinely be sustainable compared to these other brands. But to take you one step further, if you're able to provide proof in terms of metrics, like how much water you're saving because you use hemp, for example, or how much carbon you're saving because you try to keep all of your production locally, as another example. If you're able to provide metrics, I think that's really powerful. And then on a consumer or a customer level, it also starts to condition people to think twice. And, you know, when they're on those other websites where people are just greenwashing, it's like, where's the proof? Where are the metrics? And we can start to kind of shift this whole dynamic. But I think proof and metrics is really, really important. And then whenever possible, if you can also include the certifications that you as a brand or your mills or your manufacturers have as well, that can again add to the legitimacy of your sustainability efforts and put you apart from brands that are greenwashing. The added benefit of having certifications on your website is also from a consumer perspective. When they're shopping on your site and they see that, it starts to pique their interest and they start to be more aware of the things they should look out for on other people's site as well. And, you know, as an industry and as a standard that we're trying to make when it comes to sustainability, it can just really start to weed out the people that are just greenwashing and trying to profit on the sustainability bandwagon. Okay, so proof is really important. And then another tip I wanted to talk about was just when you're actually communicating your efforts to your customers for the first time, so when you're unveiling your sustainability strategy or when you're unveiling your sustainability plan, I think that's a really, really exciting time. But before you do that, again, I think it's really important to consult an expert if you've never done this work before, just to double check that what you have done makes sense, is really going to help drive the needle and approve things in the fashion industry. And when it comes to your sustainability roadmap, I think that achievability piece is really, really important as well. And that is something that a really good sustainable consultant and expert will be able to sit down with you, figure out what your team's resources are and what your team's budget is and what your team's capacity is and really level set with you and say if this is achievable or not. But that being said, so let's say that you have done all the internal work, you've made your plan. You've also worked with a sustainability consultant or some sort of sustainability expert to validate everything. The next step is communicating it to your customers. And what I'm going to say is that more often than not, your customers should be really receptive. And the only thing is they might have some questions around what you're doing. And I think you should be ready to be able to answer these questions and able to tell them that these are your priorities and this is why you've decided on the things that you've decided. And this is why you're excited about it. And this is why what you've decided on is going to move the needle in the fashion industry. You should be prepared for all of that. But on the off chance, you might also get a bit of backlash. And I think that a lot of slow fashion founders sometimes get afraid of the potential backlash. And because they're afraid of this backlash, they'd rather just not say anything even though they're doing better than a traditional fashion brand that's not doing anything, right? 
And I think it plays into this whole discomfort that a lot of slow fashion founders feel like their brand needs to be 110% sustainable and perfectly, like, I don't know, like carbon neutral and fully cradle to grave and fully um, closed loop. And I think that that is something you definitely want to aim for again, but you don't start that way. And the more people are silent because they feel like they're not perfect, the more people that aren't doing anything and talking about it just kind of discredits this whole sustainable fashion scene. So I think it's really, really important to talk about what you're doing and talk about it in a transparent manner. And like I said before, if you're not 100% sustainable yet in your own eyes, that's okay so long as you have that plan and you transparently communicate it to your customers. I think it's so important to educate consumers and have this dialogue with them. And if they have questions or they have I don't even want to say backlash. Like I think more often than not, people just have questions and they have feedback. And you know what? If that happens, that's not a bad thing. You can collect that feedback and you can use it to be better. But so many slow fashion founders, at least that I've talked to, are just afraid of any bad feedback. And because of that, it it just really shies them away from speaking at all. And I really do believe we're at a point where you can no longer be shy, right? Like if you're even thinking about this or if you're doing the steps to be better, I think you should be talking about it and sharing that so that more people are aware of what to look for when they're trying to shop for fashion and more people can support brands that are genuinely trying versus brands that aren't doing anything or pretending like they're trying. So don't shy away from the communication plan. Yes, I still think it's so important to get an expert's opinion. And when you do, I feel like that will also make you feel better and reassure you when you're talking to your customers as well. But at the end of the day, with all of our clients that have done a sustainability strategy, there hasn't ever been a time where it's blown up and there's so much negative criticism and they've had to close down shop. Like, that's never happened. If anything, It's always been very positive and their customers are willing to engage in a dialogue and a conversation about what they're doing. And more often than not, people are excited about it and it increases engagement and interest with your brand. And the cherry on top too is the fact that you're actually genuinely doing something to change things and promote a conversation that is so needed in this industry. So I 100% feel that You should definitely have a strategy and a plan when it comes to your communication efforts, but you should not be shying away from it because you're scared of backlash that you probably won't get, right? So really, 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 I urge you to really communicate what you're doing. And, you know, like I talked about, even if you get some negative feedback, it's not the end of the world, right? Like you can use that as feedback to get better. And more often than not, people aren't trying to attack you or your brand. They're just trying to ask questions to really understand how you got to the decisions you got to. And more often than not, you can just tell them and explain and have a really good conversation with your customers. And my last tip around really marketing the fact that you're sustainable without greenwashing is not only bringing your customers along with you on your journey, but also sharing resources and educating them, right? Because we need consumers to be aware of what's going on We need them to know what to look out for. And at the end of the day, people don't just buy one brand of clothing or they don't just buy one look and feel of clothing. So when they're not shopping from you or when they're maybe shopping for things that you don't even offer, 
You want to make sure they know what certifications to look out for or what to look for on a brand's website to really sift through and know if they're being greenwashed or not. So I think that sharing resources and educating customers can be something else that you can layer into your sustainability strategy. Those were my tips on how you can slowly become more sustainable and start to communicate your sustainability efforts without sounding like you're greenwashing. I'll run through them quickly again. So the first one is really to nail down your sustainability strategy, what your values are, and what you want to prioritize as a founder and as a brand. The second step is to really make sure you do everything authentically to you and to your brand. Make sure that even when you're communicating your sustainability efforts, it's aligned with your brand and your brand's tone of voice. The next tip is just around transparency. Even if you're not 100% sustainable yet, that's okay, but you can work towards that. And it would be really, really great if you're comfortable enough to share with your customers where you're at and where you intend to go so that you can bring them along on your journey. Another thing that can really help you stand out and make you really set apart from brands under greenwashing is providing proof in the form of metrics and also certifications. When it comes to communicating your efforts to your customers, it's important to engage experts like I talked about, but also know that more often than not, people are going to be receptive and excited about the fact that you are doing something in the realm of sustainability. If there is any questions, use that as an opportunity to educate and engage with your customers and create a really important dialogue around this topic. And then last but not least, make sure that you also make an effort to share resources and educate your consumers as well. In conclusion, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I know this is a topic we get asked about a lot and we're starting to work more and more with brands that want to start to make the switch and start to communicate the fact that they are eco-friendly. If you want to become a more sustainable slow fashion brand or you need help with your sustainability strategy or you need help communicating your efforts to your customers, these are all things that we are experienced in and we have helped other clients with. So if you want to look more into what we offer in our services, you can visit www.recloseted.com consulting, and I will leave the link in the show notes as well. On that page, you will get more information around our sustainability consulting packages, and you will also be able to book a discovery call if you think that it's the right fit. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded, and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.